Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, I'm here. I am here. I don't know if you got my texts. I wasn't. I know. I, okay, I know. I wasn't going to be on the show this week. You got. Um, you got Bridget right, and and, and Meg, and uh, Hannah, and uh, uh, oh, Val Pancakes. You said was checking in. So I, I I know you got all them because I wasn't going to be on the show because it's Canadian Thanksgiving and I'm supposed to be up north right now, but circumstances. COVID, the pandemic, everything else, our trip got canceled. I'm not going up north. I'm actually, I, I watched Effie's Big Gay Brunch last night. I watched uh, uh, Shimmer like a couple hours ago and I'm here. I'm good to go. I'm good to record with uh, all of you for this big, exciting Big Gay Brunch cast episode right now. Let's do this. Uh, wow. Uh, that's awesome, Harley. Um, that would be, I mean, that that would be so great. Uh, yeah, it will be. But we recorded like seven hours ago. Wait, what? What time zone are you in? Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Okay, but that's so that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, when do you guys eat brunch in in Pittsburgh? I mean, you know, typically during like brunch hours, you know. Yeah, the like, same. Yeah, like five, six p.m. Uh, no, more like you know, like eleven or like noon. It's you know we you know get into the brunch spirit and you know we had our brunch cocktails and our our brunch eats and our at brunch time and yeah, it was like like six or seven hours ago, dude. But I'm so glad you're here because I've got leftovers. So that's so okay. That's so out. weird to me though, because in Canada, like brunch is always, like, typically you know five to seven p.m. is kind of like the brunch, the brunch hour. That's like that's peak brunch, like eleven a.m. Like I'm eating breakfast then. That's not brunch time. It's, yeah, total. That totally makes sense. Like it's a it's a break from lunch before your dinner exactly yeah you're taking yeah. a break and then you're gonna go eat your supper on the chesterfield 
Yeah, totally, totally makes ton of sense. Yeah, absolutely. It that doesn't sound insane at all, or like a really odd Canadian tradition, like also having Thanksgiving in the middle of October. This just uh, okay. Um, okay, well, while we're on the topic, then I guess we should talk about our Halloween show because that's coming up in a couple months. dedicated to brunch and women's wrestling. My name is Harley R. Padgett. And I am Emily Fear. Can you hear that? There's a cat desperate to get into this room right now. Whoa. He's clawing under the door. He is so mad that I am not letting him in. But I fell for this last week. Well, not last week. I was on the show last week. But the week before, I fell for this. I let him in, and two seconds later, he just wanted out again. So I'm just going to ignore him. And you can avoid... All those scratches in the background. That is one very, very, very determined cat. Hey, I named him after Jungle Kiona for a reason. Understood. Understood. We got a lot to talk about this week. Well, I mean, one very, very big topic in the fact that uh, there was a certain notable list that came out this week, this past week. Yeah, I mean, you're a librarian. I was an English major and an aspiring librarian throughout my childhood. So I don't know. We kind of like we. Some people will dunk on them, but I like a good list. I think a list, if taken in the right spirit, can be a great discussion point. It can be a great jumping off point for people to like discover talent that they're not familiar with, to reacquaint themselves with talent that they maybe have distanced themselves from because of whatever reasons. Um, I also think that you've got to take it in the spirit that it's intended in that, like it is created by entities who have their own perspectives and their own metric on stuff. And it's not the end all be all. Um, I do the same thing when it comes to like Meltzer ratings, I fully acknowledge that Dave Meltzer has like a ton of blind spots in his ability to judge, like say like women's wrestling for one. That being said, I do think ratings and lists and things create a way for people to disseminate and like talk about wrestling in a way that like puts forth more information and gets it like gets the conversation going. So I don't know. I don't want a list. You just can't take it seriously. Yeah. As long as you keep that in mind that it's it's totally subjective, especially the PWI list because it's PWI is largely based in kayfabe. So this is a list based on championships won, based on quality of matches, things like that. Not on like, oh, this person has better work rate than this person. It's like, no, this person, you know, Bailey held the title for a full year in the top wrestling promotion in America, arguably the top wrestling promotion on the planet. So yeah, she's number one. You know, it's kind of like it's like a um, it's like math or science at that point. Yeah, I think it's it's a really great way to make yourself familiar with people that like you might have missed in the previous year. I really like the PWI 100 because it gives you an idea of um, ta- like where kind of like the 
the talent is pooling in various places. So like if, when we talk about this more in depth later, like we'll kind of talk about the promotion spread and like the nationality spread and like the country representation. But it's interesting to see like, you know, how things shift and turn, um, how they don't change, how like our perspectives still kind of very much focus on certain Western outlets and very specific uh, Eastern outlets. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to, to disseminate and, and talk about, but you just can't, take it too seriously and you gotta remember that like it's cool to have your own opinions and it's but also it's really cool to see women featured in the pwi 100 and to see people featured in the pwi 500 who are independent talents who are going to be able to make a name from you know get better bookings or get better rates or get a higher profile because of their spot on this so i don't know there's a there's a lot of benefits to it the 2020 PWI Women's 100 uh, broke out this past week. Uh, the full list was revealed, I believe, like last like Thursday or Friday, um, or maybe a little bit before then. Um, and there's a lot to unpack here. Um, we will be continuing this conversation just as a preface, uh, hopefully with one of the people who was involved in this year's list. Um, but that, to me, was one of the big standouts this year with this list reveal is that like the PWI is starting to take a turn towards like transparency and um, a little bit more in the way of like making their process more understood and the people behind it more understood because that, that traditionally has not been the case. Yeah. So they've been doing this women's list for a while, not as long as the men's list, obviously men's list has been around since like 92. PWI started doing their women's ranking in 2008 with the female 50, and they did the female 50 for 10 years before switching in 2018 to the women's 100. It's been the women's 100 the last three years, and I don't know, I, even thinking about that, even looking over the list of the 100 women who ranked this year, I still can't help but think like 100 is not enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could easily go 150 and you'd still be leaving off names. That being said, it was cool to see a lot of the names on here that I thought maybe would have been passed over for whatever reason. Um, and you get to see, this, to me, when we talk about lists, like it's just always an interesting gauge of like where the public conversation is and who it's about. And that is interesting when it comes to like talent that's signed to like the major companies, obviously. But it, to me, it's more curious when it's like when it's about independent talent. And there's clearly women on this list who just have had the buzz this year. And there were like three or four women on the list who I have never heard of. I've never seen that name in my life. And that impresses me because I'm, I feel like I must know everybody by this point. Yeah, there were some people I've completely missed. Um, I didn't know who... And I can't believe I missed her because she's intersected in so many, um, especially like UK promotions that I've watched. But I didn't know who Danny Luna was primarily because I don't watch NXT UK. But like she came in at 87 and I was not familiar with that name at all. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. Ring Rust Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, Find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, NXT UK is a real uh, black hole for me, because I'd never heard of a Molly either. And when I looked, once I looked her up, I was like, oh, a French wrestler signed to NXT UK. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. yeah, and she seems like cool as heck, so like I'd like to see more of that and uh but yeah so i don't know let's kind of we'll dig in here a little bit um tell me because you are our stats our stats junkie tell us a little (laughs) i spent all weekend tallying stats going through stats not only the 2020 list but the 2019 list because i wanted to see you know how they compared who climbed the rankings who fell in the last year then i went all the way back to like 2008 looking at interesting things like who's been around the most so much stuff so much stuff i like system overload okay well so give me some breakdowns give me like your favorite stats that, or like the biggest stats that you came up with how many women overlap between lists okay so looking at 2019 last year 2020 this year there are 62 women who appeared both years which means that we had 38 new people on the list this year 38 people who made the list in 2020 that did not last year and 38 last year who dropped off due to various circumstances which we'll get to of the two lists 2019 2020 nobody had the exact same ranking as last year although the closest were becky lynch io shirai and lufisto they're each down one notch from last year so almost as good as they were just a little bit more of uh, some fierce competition for them that's that's really interesting to me um, that there was like a little bit of placement change for everybody, even if it's just like dropping a position for me. But EO dropping was interesting to me 
She went from so she went from eight to nine. Yes, yeah, eight to so nine this year, which is interesting. Okay, yeah, Io Shirai, nine this year, eight the year before, four the year before that, and six the year before that. So this was her weakest of her four years ranking, despite the fact that she's the NXT champion and has held the title in a lot of great matches for many, many months now. Yeah, and even before then, she was like a focal point in the NXT women's division for this entire year. I mean, they were doing stuff with her as early as like war games. And and I'm really surprised that she dropped that way. Yes. And this is one of these situations where I don't think it's anything to do with her performance. I think it's an indication of the way the PWI skews. Like so, like we said, the PWI is mostly kayfabe. And the lists are almost entirely kayfabe. They're based on like your importance to your promotion, your championships held, things like that. And the PWI firmly places WWE as the most important promotion of all. So being even like a, a being like the top name in WWE is worth a lot more than being the top name in Impact or even Stardom or any other promotion. And Raw and SmackDown are still weighted heavier than NXT. So the fact that EO was a top name in NXT, the fact that NXT is still considered like a third brand or a developmental, automatically, it seems, put her below Riho, AEW champion, Tessa Blanchard, Impact champion, Hikaru Shida, AEW champion, Bailey, uh, SmackDown champion. You know, like it's like... It's like the PWI feels like, well, the NXT title is automatically lesser than all of those championships. So as good as she is, she can't climb above those people. I mean, I guess fair enough. But still, it seems weird to have her rank above. I don't know. It seems weird to me to have her rank above someone like Rio, who, if we are taking their span of time between September 2019 and September 2020, where well, I guess Rio does Rio still hold a stardom belt? No, Rio has barely wrestled in the last ooh eight months, you know, like here and there, but not she ha- hasn't been in AEW at all, and she's done nothing significant in AEW in stardom. In stardom, she just wrestles, take matches, that's it. Yeah, and and then also not to say that she doesn't occupy a place on this list surely by simply by like history making alone, but Tessa Blanchard has barely wrestled at all in 2020. Yeah, that's another one of these things where I think Tess is up there because she held the Knockouts title for a while, I believe, and then she won the Impact World title. And I think like that, I think it's one of those things where that bullet point of like first female Impact World champion, that bullet point alone bumps her ahead of other people on the list. Yeah, it's just, it's still odd to me. I don't know, like just by sheer amount of work that you're doing and the amount, the high profile that you're doing it at, EO would outrank these women just by like having virtually like just doing laps around the amount of work that they've done in the past, however many months. Well, so that's what the top 10 of the PWI lists are always interesting because of this, because it's a real hierarchy of championships and hierarchy of promotions, almost more so than the women. And it's once you get out of the top 10 and into the rest of the list that you start to get more, I guess, of the women being based on their merits rather than on their resumes. So 
I broke down a couple of interesting stats looking at 2019 compared to 2020. And I started with who climbed the highest from year to year and who fell the highest. And I'm not counting people debuting on the list or people who fell off the list altogether. Those will be separate. We'll get to those. The three women who were on the 2019 list but climbed much higher this year. In third place is Chris Statlander. She went from 100 to 32. Yes, and that, I mean, that's on the strength of her not just getting signed by AEW, but getting a push right away. Kimberly climbed up from 90 to 15, winning the Shimmer Championship and signing with Impact. Yes, absolutely. And the highest person who uh, climbed from the lowest rankings up to the biggest depths, but not the, not depths, the highest <laughs> peaks. The peaks. I can say that. <laughs> is of course thunder rosa she was 97 this time one year ago and now she is 14 yes because as we keep bringing up over and over again in this show that is soon to become the thunder rosa fan cast um she just can't stop killing it like everything she does whether it's on the independence or making a name for herself via the nwa and now um even her time at aew like woman just can't stop taking on conquering various promotions and every everyone's hearts captivating us and everyone well and this is why i like these lists and why i like looking at the old lists and things like that because we've been we know thunder we've known thunder rosa for years you and i back to, to twisted sisters and beyond and it feels like oh she's been around for blah 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 she's been doing she's been killing it for years and she probably has been but when you look back and you go oh this time, 12 months ago, she was only ranked 97 on the PWI list. Last December, she didn't even place in the Glitter Bombs for favorite wrestler. Not one person voted for her at all. And so that's a real like stark reminder to us, like, oh, wow, a lot has changed in the last 12 months. She's really killed it in the last 12 months. And it can sometimes be easy to forget that or to lose track of the markers because time just slips away. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we we did the biggest um, jumps, but tell me who had who had not as good of a year. Yes, who had the roughest years? Well, last year Tony Storm was number thirteen, and she has plummeted all the way to forty-five this year, in part because she did kind of vanish off TV. She was in NXT UK for so long, killing as the champion dropped the title and then kind of just disappeared off TV and she only re- uh, reappeared in NXT US like um, two weeks ago wow yeah no I'm I'm doing a little side project with the PWI 100 uh, women's 100 and when I went to find Tony Storm video clips like accessible clips of hers which you know WWE actually does an okay job of doing that for their um, YouTube content I couldn't find much at all in the last like nine to ten months it feels like she just hasn't been around yeah so which makes it i mean makes you wonder why she even made it to 45 compared to some of the some of the women in the 50s and the 60s who have been working tirelessly hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, like I look at, I look at some of the women on this list and I'm like you definitely should have rated higher than that. I mean, we've got champions. We've got people carrying the belt who who should have probably ranked above Tony. But I don't know. That's, again, it's all subjective because, like, her placement in a major company could rate over someone who carries multiple independent titles. I don't know. Well, another woman who had a big fall on the list this year. Last year, Natalia made the top ten. She was number seven, and this year she's way down at 53. Remind me why Natalia was in top 10 last year? I cannot. Um, <laughs> perhaps somebody who watches Raw or SmackDown can. Maybe she was a focal point on television. I know she didn't hold the gold, but maybe she was a number one, like perpetual number one contender, maybe getting a lot of screen time. Even still, yeah, that seems very surprising to see, considering this year's number seven is Tessa Blanchard. And. Tessa Blanchard's last 12 months compared to Natalia's previous 12 months seem wildly different. Yeah. I mean, I, it's possible. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I wish I could explain it. Um, I don't remember what Natalia was doing last year other than I think she had some kind of feud going with Lacey Evans. Yeah, that's true. 
but not not a feud worthy of top 10 status yeah i don't yeah i don't know anyway all right <laughs> well the biggest fall from the 2019 list to the 2020 list is mexican luchadora lady shawnee lady shawnee was up at number 40 last year and she fell further than anyone 48 slots down to 88 this year Oof. yes and that must be a ti- that must have she must have had a title and she lost it yeah i don't i'm not familiar with lady shawnee so uh, add her to the list of somebody to investigate for the future lady shawnee as far as i know from what i've seen her in is cmll i'm sure she's appeared other places but um they tend, as far as the major companies in lucha wrestling go, uh, if you work for CML, CMLL, you only work for CMLL and like smaller companies on occasion. So, yes, I've seen her there. So she must have had a championship at some point or some kind of title. Okay, well, what about the people who debuted for the first time on this year's 2020 list? Because it's impressive that Chris Statlander climbed from 100 to 32. But what about? someone who wasn't on the list at all last year and debuted in the top half this year. Ooh, okay. Top five biggest debuts on the 2020 list. Number five goes to Faye Jackson at 41. Yes, well, Faye Jackson has held titles now. Um, I believe she was a primetime pro wrestling title carrier, I believe. Blo will get mad at me if I got this wrong. Um, but also uh, just as generally like built up her name this past year has really become like a big force on the indies. Debuting at number thirty nine was Big Swole. I mean that's that's really obvious. <laughs> yeah. And at thirty eight was Priscilla Kelly. Wait, this was Priscilla Kelly's first year on the list? I don't know why I assumed she was on it last year. I know. That's why That's why I love these stats, because it's so interesting to discover things like this. Uh, how about the fact that debuting at number 26 was Tegan Knox? She had never placed before either, even with her Mae Young Classic appearances in the past. Tegan Knox is on the list, and Dakota Kai is on the list. Who ranks higher? Well, the biggest debut this year, I already spoiled it a little while ago, was Kylie Ray at 19. Wait. This was Kylie Ray's debut? Kylie Ray's debut on the PWI Women's 100. You're blowing my mind. I feel like I've looked at this list a gazillion times over the past several days, and I'm still learning a ton. All right, so let me let me recap in my brain. Priscilla Kelly's first year on the list. Tegan Knox's first year on the list. Kylie Ray's first year on the list. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big debuts this year. I mean, there are a ton of people who just made the list for the first time this year. Ashley Vox, Tasha Steeles, Leila Hirsch, Hyann. None of them had been on 2019. That's true. I just I guess with Priscilla Kelly's high profile from 2018 into 2019, I just thought maybe she would have cracked like the top or like the the you know maybe like somewhere in like the 85 to 100 range last year. No, 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 no. But in order for these women to debut on this list, that means that some people had to be bumped off. All right, tell me who didn't make it. Whose dreams were crushed? This is the sad sacks list. Now, okay, some of these women retired. That's why they weren't on the list this year. You know, Ronda Rousey, Kagetsu, Arisa Hoshiki, Kelly Klein didn't wrestle at all in the last 
Well, Avisa Hoshiki wrestled up to February, so she could have been considered for this list for sure. And even Kagetsu wrestled up to January, but for whatever reason, they were not on the list, and I assume that's due to the fact that they retired in the past 12 months. That would be my assumption, yeah. But what about the women who are still out there wrestling and just... Uh, I guess they just aren't getting featured a lot in their promotions or they just haven't been marketed in a way that made it into the top 100 this year. In fifth, the, uh, in our category for most high-profile drop-offs, that goes to Ruby Riot. Oh. She was 42 last year, 31 the year before, and this year she's not on the list. Considering that I barely hear her name mentioned for WWE, it doesn't surprise me. In fourth is Ember Moon. She was 27 last year, 21 the year before. She was out on the sidelines for the full 12 months, out injured. So that's through no fault of her own, and she will most definitely be back on the list next year. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I thought she had retired, so there you go. In third, in terms of big drop-offs, that's Carmella. She was 24 last year, 7 the year before, and now not on the list. Wow. And again, I just don't know enough about main roster WWE shenanigans to know why she was number 24 last year and seven the year before that. So could not tell you why she got bumped off the list. I think I saw Was she one of the people in Money in the Bank? Is that, that That's like literally the only like the very few main roster things I've watched recently. Yeah. And that was like May. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you what she's done since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, number two, dropping off the list this year is a big one because she was a former number one. Cheerleader Melissa. Cheerleader Melissa was on the list every year from 2008 to 2019, with the exception of 2017. She missed that one year. Otherwise, she was on the list every single year, and now she's not. Hmm. Melissa is still wrestling for Shimmer, and I know she still does indies and different promotions here and there, but I guess just not, maybe not often enough or maybe not in a high profile enough of a position to make it onto the list. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And number one, the biggest drop-off this year, person who uh, is most significant in their absence and we've talked a lot about our criticisms of AEW's women's division on this show. Here's another here's another arrow in their side. Because Allie had ranked on the PWI women's list every year since 2009. And in the last four years, she was consistently ranking between 15 and 17 she was 15 she was 17 she was 16 four years in a row she was right there in the mid-teens with like you know with roughly 14 only 14 women on the planet being better at women's wrestling than her and in the past 12 months her star has dimmed so much that she dropped off the list entirely wow yeah i noticed that when you sent me like your big spreadsheet of stats and um, noticing that Allie had been so consistently on this list for so, so long and then realizing that she wasn't on this year's list. And you can't blame the PWI 100 rankers because, like, where would you even put her? She's barely been – it's not even that she hasn't been present. She kind of has been. 
but her her role has been so ill-defined by AEW and they've messed around with it so much. Like I, I couldn't tell you what she's doing, what she's striving for, or if she would ever like even what kind of wrestler she is because they've been using her primarily in a, in a tag capacity in the last several months before then she was a valet. Like she hasn't wrestled wrestled as a singles wrestler in a unconceivably long time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts, and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I watch AEW consistently, and I don't know what the deal is with her character. Because she's married to one of the guys from The Butcher and the Blade. She's married to The, the Blade, mm-hmm. I think. I think. And, uh... But then all of a sudden she was dating QT Marshall and teaming with Brandy and it seemed like her and Brandy hated each other, but then they were 
healing it up together in the the women's tag tournament and then i don't think she's been seen since then if she was it's on dark but dark is like friggin 16 matches and three hours long so i do not have the time for that so yeah um i don't know if i was uh if i was miss ally i'd be maybe a little a little bummed a little ticked that i had made it on the list 11 years straight and for the first time since 2009 i didn't yeah Wow, though, I I do. I hate to use it as another like point in how AEW has like failed its women's division. But like you have a so they always make the argument of like, well, we're developing women's talent. You have to develop the talent before blah, 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 blah. Allie was a developed talent. Allie was a woman who, who was consistently ranking amongst the best women's wrestlers, like ranked professionally. She had a major audience and a fan following, and you have diminished her to the point where we don't understand what her capacity is. We haven't seen her wrestle as a singles wrestler in who knows how long. We don't get her storyline or understand any cohesiveness without having to watch a gazillion hours of, of footage that we're not going to watch. And subsequently, You've diminished her to the point where, like, her long run, no matter where she ranked, she was on this list. It's off. It's off. She she ranks below women who only work independence, and she is signed to a major company. Well, looking at the 2020 list, I was curious to break it down in a variety of different ways to really kind of get at the heart of how PWI centers their lists and how they decide who warrants inclusion and who doesn't and and also just who gets represented generally in the rest of populace looking at the birth nations of each of these wrestlers and that was the easiest way for me to break things down by nationality because uh i didn't have the time or inclination to look up every single wrestler and see you know where they grew up or where they got their career where most of their career where they're living now things like that it was easiest to look at uh, where they're born Doing it that way, 48 of the women on this year's list are American, 11 are from Japan, 9 from Canada, which I'll pause right there because that's very curious that uh, of the best women, best 100 women wrestling on the planet, only a 10, only 10% of the women on this list were from Japan, when Japan is so regularly considered like the superior destination for women's wrestling and presents women's wrestling so much more consistently um, seriously and at such a higher level compared to other countries. Japan 11, Canada 9, 8 from Australia, 7 from England, 4 Mexico, 3 Ireland, 3 New Zealand, 2 women from Scotland, and 1 each from France, the Philippines, Portugal, Puerto Rico, and Wales. Hmm. Who's the the Wales? Who's the Welsh? Uh, Tegan Knox. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I forget that Tegan Knox is Welsh because I... I'm sorry, I literally forget everything about Tegan Knox. Well, yeah, so that's... um, PWI, I mean, this makes it clear more than anything how that it's very American-centric. It's very... Yeah, it's 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 curious in that way. Like, obviously, it's an American magazine, but then it's like, don't uh, if it's going to be so largely based on American promotions, 
it's almost like don't include any Japanese promotions at all then. Like make it just North American wrestling promotions or something. Because when you open it a little bit to other countries, but only a little bit, it's very it's very weird. It's very it's very curious. I don't know. I, I, maybe this will help because I broke it down by promotions as well. I looked at the 100 women on the list, where they're currently signed as of this moment today. And to try, again, to try to get a sense of what promotions are they most looking at and most waiting. Obviously, number one was WWE at 33. Exactly one third of the women on the list are currently signed to WWE. Ten are from Impact. Seven from AEW, six for Stardom, two for the NWA, one for CMLL, one woman is signed to Ring of Honor, and 40 are more or less freelancers. Now, there's some, there are some asterisks in there, i.e. Tessa Blanchard is technically signed with AAA, as well as signed with WOW, Women of Wrestling. I considered her a freelancer Regardless, Riho wrestles regularly for Stardom and for AEW, but technically speaking, Riho is a freelancer. Hmm. Okay. Wait, wait. How many did you say for NWA? Two. Technically, just Allison K and Thunder Rosa, I believe, came up as signed, uh, which was interesting because you know Marty Bell makes regular appearances for them. Ashley Vox. So does Ashley Vox and some of these other women. But only two in my research came up as officially, like, currently signed with NWA. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, but again, going back to the idea of what's... It's interesting to me that only one Japanese promotion factored into this list. No women from any of the, like, 12, 15 other promotions in Japan. It's very much like WWE has a third, Impact has a tenth, and then it's AEW stardom, and 40 people are technically freelancers or indie wrestlers, which is cool. I mean, that's very cool, right? That 40 of the women on this 100 list are free agents right now. So, hey, if you're running a promotion like AEW or ROH and you're looking to, like, build your women's division with some credible wrestlers, there here's 40 of them right now who are killing it and not, uh, not contractually obligated to anybody. I mean, that's cool. I mean, because they're making their name on their own, on their own, ostensibly. I mean, promotions definitely have a part of it, but like they are travelers who are making their name across like several different promotions. And that's kind of cool. Um, it is neat to know that like in this day and age, and this is just indicative of like the larger independent scale, but like you can get a high profile now without being signed to a major company. And that's still kind of a novel thing in pro wrestling. Well, of the 40 freelancers that are on this year's list, 20 of them are American, 6 Canadian, 3 Australia, 3 England, only 2 Japan. And I'm going to stop there again, but just not to like harp on this, but like anybody who knows anything about indie wrestling or about women's wrestling knows how big Japanese women's wrestling is. And so of the sorry, I'm blanking, of the 11 Japanese women who made it on the list this year, only two of the Joshi wrestlers on the 100 are not signed to WWE or Stardom. And that is Riho, who wrestles for Stardom all the time, and Hiroyo Matsumoto. 
so again, I'm just I'm, I'd be very curious to talk to the PWI staff and ask them why it is that like stardom was considered for inclusion on this list when it seems like no women from Tokyo Joshi Pro or Marvelous or Oz Academy or any other Joshi promotions were considered because none of them, no women from any of these other promotions ranked, even the champions. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't have to wait for the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show to find out what I thought of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown each week. You can check out my reports that are updated live throughout Raw and SmackDown at PWTorch.com. My written report will tell you what's happening in detail in case you missed the show. And it will also analyze key segments and give my random thoughts and quips on what I am watching as it airs. So check it out every Monday night and Tuesday night at PWTorch.com. That also applies to WWE pay-per-views. I cover those live at PWTorch.com with a detailed written report with star ratings. And of course, you can find other TV reports from other contributors to PW Torch, such as NXT, ROH Impact Wrestling, and more. Check it out, PWTorch.com, your first stop for TV and pay-per-view written reports. I'm really surprised like someone like Maki Ito didn't get more attention because she is a major figure in TJP, but she's also just like one of those like travelers who, when she makes appearances in other promotions, it's big, it's a big deal. Um, and so, I don't know, in some ways, I do think that the rankings are very specific about, like, where are your places in the company and, like, have you held gold in your company and, like, who are you working for, et cetera. But, like, there's clearly women on this list, and this is the same as the PWI 500, there's clearly women on this list who just, they, they make it onto this list based on the buzz alone. Why is someone like, and this is not a knock against her because I think she's amazing and I hope that she is on our show one day, but like how is Maxi and Paler on this list and not like Maki Ito? How is, how are any number of these women who are purely on the independents on this list ranked over women who are signed to major companies and make regular television appearances and just haven't held gold? Yeah, lots of questions for sure, but Let's take a step back. Let's look back a little bit further because I also looked at all 13 PWI lists from 2008. Just out of curiosity, just to really see like what kind of trends can we look at here as well and how can we use those to kind of gauge the future, the 2021 PWI lists and so on. Over the past 13 years, 261 unique women have ranked on the PWI list. That's about 20 new women every year, basically, making it on, which is exciting, because that means that there are probably 20 women out there right now who are going to be on next year's list who aren't on this year's list, and maybe Maki Ito is one of them, and maybe 10 of those women are names that we aren't even familiar with right now, and they're just, like, wrestling in some small little VFW hall next month, but by next April, 
there'll be huge names in Beyond and MLW and Impact and all these other promotions. Over the past 13 years, only two women have ranked on every single list. Every single year from 2008 to 2020, two women have been mainstays. Emily, do you know who they are? Um, okay. From, wait, wait. Give me the time frame again. 2008 to 2020. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. <laughs> no way either of them have been wrestling back in 2008. I don't, no. I, I don't know that. <laughs> I forget because wrestling time is weird. Um. Yes. No. <laughs> the top two women who have appeared on every single PWI list since 2008 are Natalia Neidhart and Lufisto. Okay. That makes way more sense considering that they've actually been wrestling for that long. <laughs> yeah. And what's really cool for me is that, hey, they're both Canadian. Natalia representing the great province of Alberta, Lufisto representing Quebec. Both women, the only women to appear on every single list. Um, you want to know who appeared on every single list save for one? Uh, Allie? At close. 12 appearances out of 13 go to Nicole Matthews from the great province of British hey. Columbia, Canada. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. The <laughs> top three women who have appeared the most on the PWI list more than anybody else, three Canadians. And at, a, at fourth place, appearing on 11 out of 13 lists, is Allie, representing the great province of Ontario, Canada. Again, like, just take a step back and realize this, everybody. The, like, this is... This, Canada's killing it. And also, this is what happens when you don't develop your women's division properly. You completely squander somebody with, like, nothing but momentum. Well, two other women also have appeared 11 times out of the 13 lists. And those two women are your former Shimmer Tate champions, Mercedes Martinez and Cheerleader Melissa. So that's your top five for most appearances on the PWI lists. Natalia Lufisto at 13, Nicole Matthews at 12, and Ali Mercedes and Cheerleader Melissa at 11 appearances each. Did you happen to count how, how many people, how many women on this list uh, have been guests of ours? Because I'm just kind of curious. No, I'm not one to break. You know that. Come on. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, hey, she was on our show. Hey, she was on our show. I actually think we only had two people on this list on our show. No, three. Three at least. Three at least. Well, yes. I did count who has the most top ten appearances overall. Okay. Hit me. Um, okay. Well, at five appearances each in the top ten, it's a big tie. It's Mercedes Martinez. It's cheerleader Melissa. It's Natalia. And it's also Beth Phoenix and Mickey James. <laughs> Hmm. They've each been in the top ten five times. That makes a lot of sense when it comes to Beth Phoenix and Mickey James, just considering how long they've been around. Well, the same is true for the woman who has been in the top ten six times, Gail Kim. Ah, uh, yes. Another Canadian I am quick to point out. <laughs> you just want to claim everybody. Uh, well, I can't claim the woman with the most top ten appearances since 2008 only one woman has appeared in the top 10 seven times 
and she's been in the top 10 every year since she first ranked in 2014 and her name is charlotte flair ah well i mean with a name like that with a legacy like that yeah charlotte arrived in the top 10 of the pwi her first time around in 2014 and every year since then she has remained in the top 10. nobody else has done that not even like bailey like since her debut no bailey has only been in the top 10 four times yeah. Oh. Well, and so, okay, on the topic of Charlotte, that, that got me wondering, the last five years, who have been the, consistently the best women wrestlers of the last five years, according to the PWI? Looking at all their scores from the, the last five years, adding them up, averaging them out, here's the five top rankers since 2015, 2016. Number five, Sasha Banks. Number four, Becky Lynch. Number three, Bailey. Number two, Oscar. Number one, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> so if you are watching WWE programming, and sometimes it feels like it's the women's division is always about the four horse women. The four horse women are everywhere. It's always one of them holding the championship. They're always building to some big pay per view match between two of them against each other: Sasha versus Bailey, Becky versus Charlotte. Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte, something like that. It's always the four of them. That's true. It is. For the past five years, it has consistently been the four horsewomen and Asuka dominating the PWI lists. Yep. So that deja vu you're feeling is just uh, WWE running out of ideas over and over and over again. Now, of those five... (laughs) Yeah. And of those five... Only one of them has yet to make number one in the PWI 100, and that is Sasha Banks. It has eluded her thus far. (gasps) Sasha. Could 2021 be the year Sasha takes takes number one? Uh, I'm going to go out on very early limb and say yes. She's my pick for next year's number one. You think so? Yeah, I think she takes the title from Bailey at some point this fall, and that's enough to carry her right through through WrestleMania and right through to number one in the 2021 list. I think a lot's going to depend on whether or not Becky Lynch comes back. That's true. I would okay. hope just for, for her sake that she doesn't, but there you go. I think a lot depends on that. Yes. As a woman who gave birth this year, it seems premature, I'm guessing. <laughs> has she has she given birth yet? No. Oh, well then, like, no, please. Because <laughs> if, if she's not due to, like, give birth to, like, like Christmas time, like December time, like then you should probably not like wrestle for the next like several months. Although when we spoke to Lana Austin, I think Lana was saying she was like only a couple months post children and went and started training. So, but that was training, not wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Um, still. Wow. I don't know. Ladies take it easy. Post childbirth. A lot of people have the World Series circled on their calendar or the upcoming presidential election circled as their calendar. Pro wrestling fans, a lot of them have November 17th circled on their calendar because that's when the Young Bucks autobiography, Killing the Business, comes out. And if you get an Audible membership, you can download that book the minute it comes out on November 17th. So go get your Audible membership right now and claim your free credit at audible.com slash wade. That's audible.com slash wade. Or text Wade to 500-500. You'll get a free audio credit to 
pick out a book of your choosing and download it to your smartphone right away. By the way, you don't have to wait till next month to get instant gratification on a highly recommended pro wrestling book, The Eighth Wonder of the World, The True Story of Andre the Giant by Bertrand Hebert and Pat LaProd comes with my highest recommendation. He is a fascinating figure, and this book will teach you things about him that you definitely didn't know. They separate fact from fiction when it comes to Andre. So go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500 and start listening to a great wrestling book right now, The Eighth Wonder of the World, The True Story of Andre the Giant, and be first in line to get the new Young Bucks autobiography coming out next month. Of course, Audible is more than just wrestling books. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-development, guided wellness programs, theatrical performance, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. Thousands and thousands of titles available on any topic you can imagine, from pro wrestling to how to quit smoking, how to lose weight. I have a wide array of fiction and nonfiction stories in my Audible library. I have been an Audible member for years, and I recommend it. Go check it out, audible.com slash Wade, or text Wade to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Wade, or text Wade to 500-500. All right, I got a couple more stat categories based (laughs) on the history of the PWI list. Because I was curious to know, who are the biggest debuts ever? Kylie Ray was the biggest debut this year at number 19. But there had to have been people in the past who who debuted at higher spots than that. It, there and have been? Okay. There had to be. And sure enough, there were. Number five in the category for biggest debuts ever goes to WWE superstar Caitlyn. In 2013, she debuted on the list for the first time at number five. And that was the only time she ever ranked. She had been in WWE for three years at that point, and the previous three years, not good enough to make it on the list at all. But in 2013, she popped on the list at number five, and then she retired three months after the list came out. In, in number four was also a top five debut. Eve Torres debuted on the PWI list in 2010, also at number five. Like Caitlin, she had been wrestling for WWE for a couple years, but hadn't ranked up to that point. It wasn't until 2010 when she made it on the list, and she jumped onto that list right up at the number five spot. Hmm. Okay. Who's our number three? The th- third biggest debut ever goes to Asuka in 2016. Asuka debuted at number three that year, and... Again, I'm a broken record here with the Japanese exclusion to this list... Asuka debuted at number three in 2016. She had arrived in NXT and signed with WWE one year earlier. Literally, she debuted for NXT the same month that the previous PWI list had come out. But she'd been wrestling throughout Japan for 11 years. So from 2008 to 2015, she had been wrestling consistently around Japan, obviously at high enough level that WWE noticed her and offered her a contract. But apparently not high enough to be signed to be uh, ranked on the PWI list in any capacity. Hmm. That like Western bias again. Sorry guys, but it's true. The second biggest debut ever goes to Sasha Banks. She debuted on the list in 2015 at number three as well. Sasha likewise. She had been wrestling at NXT for three years at this point. She had been on the Boston Indies for two years before that. 
but 2015 was the first time she ranked and she jumped onto that list at number three. Now the biggest debut ever will be super obvious once I tell you because she debuted at number one. She'd never been on the PWI list before. She'd never wrestled before. In 2018, Ronda Rousey arrived <laughs> in WWE and instantly shot to the main event, instantly shot to number one on the PWI list. Yes. I remember that ranking, and I remember being really angry about that ranking. Okay, well, here's a bit, again, like the top 10 kind of, as somebody who's not a big WWE fan, the top 10 kind of bumps me out sometimes with their uh, their WWE-centric approach to rankings. It's when we get into the, sort of the middle, of the, the middle of the list that I think things are a bit more interesting to me personally. Maybe to you, Emily. So this category is the biggest comebacks. Women with the biggest gaps between ranking. Because I'm looking when I, you break down all the lists and you look at them, there are tons of women who, you know, ranked 2008 to 2011 and then they retired or they just dropped off or they just kind of stopped and they never made it on the list again. And there are women who had, were never on the list before and then they joined and they've been on the list consistently since. But what's fascinating to me is the women who were on the list a couple of times, disappeared for years, and then rose back into prominence again and made it back onto the list. That's a good, that's a feel-good story. Our top five. Number five goes to the Canadian Cat Power. Cat Power placed in 2010, dropped off for four years, and then resurfaced again in 2015. Number four goes to Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong was the very first number one in PWI history. She placed number one on the very first list in 2008. In 2009, she dropped to number six, then dropped to number 14 in 2010. And then 2011, she wasn't on the list, or 2012, or 2013, or 2014. And it seemed like maybe her, her days were behind her. But after a four-year gap in 2015, she made it back onto the list at number 21. And that time in 2015 would prove to be the last time Kong would ever rank. Yes. And were things to have gone differently with AEW and she, um, and if she were to have had greater availability slash not, uh, I think she maybe had gotten injured, um, she might have been ranked again this year. Who knows? Number three goes to Melia Hosaka. She ranked from 2008 to 2010, also had a four-year gap where she did not appear on the list, and then returned in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, and that's a name I'm not super familiar with. No, one of the rare Japanese wrestlers not signed to WWE who managed to make it on the list. Number two is uh, a similar story to Kong in some ways. These days, she's known in AEW as simply Mel. Back in the day, she was Melanie Cruz. She ranked in 2011 and 2012, dropped off the list for five years, and then returned in 2018 for a one-shot. Now, she didn't make it in 2019 or this year because uh, she's also someone in AEW who she signed with them, but she's, I never see her on Dynamite. She but the potential's the there. She's still wrestling. Yeah, I mean, she comes up on Dark, and she was in the tag tournament. I would really love if they would use her more because she's actually, like, 
the look that they've given her in AEW and the wrestling style that she's working with is makes her very um, gives her kind of a standalone quality that I think would be really good even if she was just consistently used on Dynamite as enhancement talent. I think she'd be served better than if she than her being buried on Dark. But I don't know. I just I really like what they could do with her and the potential what they could do with Mel. It's just such a shame that they refuse to ever do anything with their women that is interesting sorry all right well the number one biggest comeback in pwi history is a very interesting one and one that nobody would guess even if i gave you another half hour these days she goes by a different name back in the day when she first ranked in 2009 she was australia's jesse mckay jesse ranked in 2009 dropped off the list for two years, managed to make it back on in 2012, and then dropped off the list for six years. No woman has gone six years between rankings before, but Jessie did. And by the time she resurfaced in 2019, she was no longer in Australia. She was now signed to WWE, and she was now going by the name Billy Kay of the Iconics. <laughs> that is huge. Billy made it 2009, 2012, disappeared for six years, and then resurfaced in 2019 and 2020. She made it this year. Only at 59 this year, 59 out of 100, but she's there, and uh, it's it's a comeback. Yeah, that's huge. So she, she was what this year, 59, 58? 59 this year, 57 last year. Back, uh, the highest she ranked was back in 2012. She hit 34. Oh, wow. Well, good job, Billy. And good job to yeah. her former tag team partner, Peyton, for also making number 57 this year. All right, a couple more stats, I swear, and then we'll call it a day. This <laughs> category I call... Listeners, what? please tell us if you have made it all the way through this. I find this endlessly interesting, but I am very curious who is listening to all of these stats. Maybe other people like stats as much as me. I can't be a, a weird anomaly, can I? Uh, no, definitely not. I can you, be, but I don't think I am. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that you are. I don't know. Listeners, write in. Is Harley a weird anomaly? Tell us. All right. One of the last ones, this category I call always the bridesmaid. There are two women who made it to number two twice, but never made it to number one. Can you name them? No. Wait, what? I thought you. I thought you said that she. So she's only made it to number two. Oh, maybe she's not made she it. She was number, number two. two once and number three once. Oh, I don't know. No, I can't. Okay. I'll tell you. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. Hey, they're both Canadian. Hey. <laughs> it is Beth Phoenix and Angelina Love. Both Angelina women Love made it to number two? number two. Yes, Angelina Love made it to number two twice. She ranked at number two in 2009 and in 2010, back to back. Was she champion at TNA at then? Or what? what she may have been. And remember how dire things were in WWE at that time, that uh, Impact, being the champion of the Impact Women's Division, probably did, the TNA Women's Division, probably did mean a lot more than a lot of these other championships. In 2009, she fell behind only Mickey James, who was in WWE at the time. 
In 2010, she fell behind only Michelle McCool, who had a long reign as women's champion in WWE. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So they made it to number two, Angelina Love, and the other one? Beth Phoenix. Beth, Beth Phoenix, Phoenix, same story. She, she reigned twice at number two, but uh, never at number one. Beth made it to number two in 2008 and number two in 2012. So, looking at the overall list of the number ones, and for those of you curious who don't have the info in front of you, starting in 2008, it was Awesome Colin, Mickey James, Michelle McCool, Madison Eagles, Gail Kim, Cheerleader Melissa, Paige, Nikki Bella, Charlotte Flair, Oscar, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Bailey. WWE women have taken the number one slot every year since 2014, when Paige and NXT kickstarted the women's revolution in WWE. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Before 2014, it was more or less an even split, actually. Back in that day when WWE treated the women like divas, to coin a term, the number one slot in the PWI was kind of more up for grabs. You had two WWE women taking it, Mickey and Michelle McCool. You also had two TNA women with Awesome Colin and Gail Kim, and two women uh, representing the independents, Madison Eagle and Cheerleader Melissa. So it was very much those first six years, very much a back and forth, in terms of who's going to take this number one spot. These days, it feels like if WWE is significantly pushing someone for the past 12 months, that's the woman who's going to take it. That's really interesting to me because it kind of shows you on a, like a long-term scale, like the rise of independent, uh, the, the rise of importance in women's wrestling in our like major companies, specifically WWE, right? Because like in their early days of this list, you had whatever champions they had sharing top 10 status and, and high profile status with women who were like working in independence and making their name in like promotions that actually like had like credible, like women's divisions or had like, you know, top tier women's talent. So it's really cool to me because if you look at these lists, like you see like the women's revolution, so-called for WWE actually take shape. You see where they actually start to like turn that corner. And historically speaking, WWE women tend to make the list, like take the, tend to take the number one spot pretty early on in their careers. Ronda Rousey did it her first year on the list. Mickey James and Asuka took the number one spot their second time ranking on the list. And Michelle McCool, Paige, Nikki Bella, and Charlotte each did it on their third year. So they were not long in these companies before they quickly were pushed into the main title picture, given the top chance, the top spot in the division, and then took the number one spot on the PWI list. This year's winner, Bailey, is the longest road to number one of any woman in the history of the PWI. This is her eighth year on the list. It took her seven tries before she finally made it to number one, and nobody else took that long. The only other person that took that long was Becky and Melissa at five. Do we think that part of the strength of that is because Bailey has 
been such a dominant champion in, in recent months, but also because like they've done so much with her character evolution that like it's not just more of a good, nice, sweet face Bailey, but like they've taken a character who had kind of like they've run the gamut with her face and then with her like her face characteristics and finally turned her heel. And not only did that come with championships, but also came with like I don't know a newly defined character, a rejuvenated Bailey. And then we especially saw that with last year's number one pick, Becky Lynch. Part of the reason Becky earned that top spot in the PWI 100 was because she had earned that top spot in WWE. And the reason she earned that top spot in WWE is because she had been killing it for years without getting the respect from the top brass in the same way Daniel Bryan did. The fans saw that. The fans saw Becky Lynch has been on the PWI list for four years running, not come anywhere close to the championship. She deserves it. We want to see her. We're sick of Charlotte. We're sick of Ronda. That sort of situation. So I wonder if we will start to see the tide turn now more. And in the future, the women who take the top spot will be women who were ranking for years and years, not making it in their first or second appearance. That will be interesting. Another interesting thing. Of the 13 years of the PWI Women's 100, no woman has ever taken number one twice. <gasps> really? Now, now, on the men's list, that's not true. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, and John Cena each rode atop the men's, 100, the men's 500 twice. Bret, Stone Cold, Triple H, and Cena each did it twice. No woman has done it twice. So that raises a lot of questions, too. Could Becky Lynch or Asuka or Charlotte be the first woman to take number one again? I again, yeah. A lot will a lot will be shaped by the idea of whether or not Becky Lynch comes back in the like the next year. Cause if she does, you know that it's gonna be a huge, huge, huge thing. So For sure. Okay. I think that's oh sorry, one more fun fact. Last <laughs> one, I swear. You wanna Faye Jackson is the highest-ranked woman on the 2020 PWI Women's 100 who doesn't have her own Wikipedia page. Someone fix this. We need a Wikipedia page for Faye Jackson right now. Right now. I want this fixed in the next, like, 48 hours. One of you, I charge you to do this. Do this, and we'll send you some kind of free thing. Make Faye Jackson's wikipedia page and i will send you something i don't know I, I don't know what it will be but i will send you something we need faye jackson on wikipedia well the race to take the number one spot in the 2021 pwi women's 100 has already begun this year the next year's criteria next year's time frame is already opening and every show from now on is important towards reaching that goal if if these lists are important to you and i see enough wrestlers reblogging them and stuff that even if it's not important it's fun and it means something to a lot of them i think more than anything i really encourage you all listening to look beyond the top 10 of this list look beyond the top 20 go to that second half of the list that 50 through 100 and find the names you're not familiar with and investigate them because there's a reason that these women are ranked even if like number 88 doesn't sound like that important to you 
this is a hundred women out of how many women out there wrestling, like we said earlier, like this could have been a list of 150, this could be a list of 200 and there'd still be important names left off. So keep that in mind and go to that 50 to 100, find those names that you're not familiar with and investigate those, those women, because you're going to find a lot of really great wrestling that way. You're going to find a lot of great promotions. You're going to see a lot of great other wrestlers. One of the fun thing in the side project I've been doing with this list is that I've been finding these matches from these women who've been ranked and they are having these great matches with opponents who are not ranked. So go find these women. And so you can also find other women and other, other wrestlers that you aren't aware of and promotions that you can discover. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, okay. Can I bring up one weird omission from this list that I'm going to ask? Um, hopefully we'll ask our guest next week about it was it was very interesting to me that Sonia Deville was ranked number 56. And obviously she's had a very high profile year with WWE considering that like they were actually actively using her. Where is Mandy Rose? Yeah, this is the thing. If it's based on kayfabe and it's based on uh, like storylines and things like that, then that raises all sorts of questions, right? Like why is Mandy Rose not on the list, but Liv Morgan is, who I feel like doesn't yeah, what it, do a heck of a lot in WWE. What, or, it, yeah, what was Liv Morgan's situation this year compared to what Mandy Rose has been doing? I mean, they gave not only did they do a major like romantic angle for Mandy Rose, but they did a major tag team breakup angle with Mandy Rose, and they're also redeveloping her character to like I I'm just so confused. Well, if you have any questions, if you know why Mandy Rose didn't make the 100, if you love my stats and you don't mind listening to an hour and a half of them and you think I should do this again at the next available opportunity, gritglitterpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going horse, but I'm on Twitter at your echo heart. Uh, my, my pipes are pretty rested. Thank you. I'm on Twitter at at forked pgh f-r-k-e-t-p-g-h honestly i just kind of like to let harley go when it comes to these things because he always delivers when it comes to stats well six of the women on the pwi 100 are wrestling this saturday night you can watch them impact presents bound for glory 2020 diana frazzo versus kylie ray for the knockouts title jordan grace is in a six-way match for the X Division title, she could become the first female X Division champion. And then there's a gauntlet match called the Call Your Shot Gauntlet Match. Emily, this is also intergender. It also features Taya Valkyrie, Tenille Dashwood, and Jessica Havoc. Impact is making a play for it. Like, we were hyping up NXT. Oh, they got Ember Moon now. They got Io Shirai. Bring- Mercedes Martinez might still be kicking around on the brand. That was like shots fired. And Impact said, okay, we're going to do a pay-per-view three matches are going to have women in them and two of them are going to be intergender. Nobody else is doing that right now. As much as people love to talk about NXT and how great their women's division is, they're not doing takeover events with three women's matches. No. And like a company like AEW that could have really like utilized that as something that would like bring in a, you know, extra audience or to like, you know, sometimes use as an added flavor in their tool belt have been so reluctant and unlikely to, to do it. So to me, it's just, it's more reasons that impact just like sets itself apart and it treats its knockouts division and it's women just with a different level of attention and respect 
than these other promotions do. Um, a stat that I would like you to come back and tell me, even if it's just privately, is not the number of women per promotion that is featured on the PWI 100, but what percentage of a company's women's roster is featured? Because I feel like if we, and this is just a hunch. Yeah, that's good. Is like all of the Impact Knockouts division ranked this yeah, year? Yeah, because certainly that's not the case with WWE's, and that's not the case with AEW's women's division. We've already discussed in the past how AEW women's division gets slighted for not having numbers when it actually does have something around like 20 women signed to it. So I'm kind of curious who's utilizing their women in the best way, in the best possible way, that gets them the most amount of attention and puts them on the rankings. And it's going to be Impact. I'm already going to call it. Impact and maybe stardom, but I think it's impact. All right, maybe I'll share that on my Twitter once I find that Ooh, in the next couple of they days. They will all go bonus content, bonus, bonus, bonus. Hey, I had a question for our listeners. Hopefully, you're still listening. Yeah. We just got a bright, shiny, new, beautiful logo, and we want to know if you want merch. Do you want to wear our bright, beautiful, shiny? lovely amazing logo on something on a tote bag or a t-shirt or i don't know you want stickers like let us know because i have currently signed us up for at least one or two sites that we could potentially put it on and make available to you guys so let us know and if that's the case if there's any demand for it maybe we will make some merch available Please let us know, and please join us again next week for a big Halloween special. That's right. It'll be spooky goblins and scary monsters and ghosts and and witches and and um and and feral night bats. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PWTorch DailyCast lineup. Just search PWTorch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. 